Welcome, everybody, to the Tiffany Talks podcast show, where you can become empowered with knowledge related to holistic health to start your very own healing journey in 30 minutes or less. My name is Tiffany Patlin, best-selling author, host of the Tiffany Talks podcast show, small business owner, and CEO of Unlocking Life Secrets, where we help distraught individuals heal all areas of their life. Let's get started. So today's special guest is Jenny Viken. Jenny Viken is an amazing best-selling author, keynote speaker, and breakthrough coach. Through her own personal experience and transformation, Jenny has overcome self-limiting beliefs and come to experience self-worth and self-love. Let's bring on Jenny. Hi, Jenny. I'm so Hi. Happy. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. I'm so excited to be here. So how you doing today? I'm good. Really good. Good, good. So glad to hear that. So I just want to get right into it. And I want everybody to know what inspired you to write this amazing book, Choosing Healthy Relationships. Yeah, so just a little bit of a backstory. Um, I had... Um, I've been in unhealthy relationships um, for a lot of my my life. I um, was feeling unworthy and looked for validation and value in other people. So in in any relationship, I was dependent on them and how they thought of me um, to the point where I got married and I was in an unhealthy, abusive relationship for many years. Um, and, you know, I thought that it was my fault. I thought that... Um, I was the one that was in the wrong, that I felt isolated and alone, um, and I felt shame and guilt. And, you know, it wasn't until, you know, someone um, almost nonchalantly that I didn't know very well said, you know, this doesn't seem right. And, um, you know, other people had, had said that in the past, but it, for some reason um, this time it, it wasn't much, but it was like everything I needed to make, you know, to realize that this isn't right. Um, you know, and I, I began to make, to do one thing better, one thing better every day. Um, I learned to value and love myself. Um, I learned what abuse was. Um, a lot of times we don't know we're in these unhealthy relationships and we don't even know it. And mm -hmm. so I spent a lot of time doing the research on what is, what is abuse kind of preparing myself for the next time, because I didn't realize that. You know, we attract the relationships we think we deserve. Um, and by loving ourselves first, you know, um, we, we're in control of those, you know, those that love us, right? So we attract those relationships. And so, um, you know, I, I did all that work and then I realized that I was kind of on the wrong path. I was realizing I'm preparing myself, you know, with all this information, um, but I wasn't making any changes for myself. I wasn't changing myself. I didn't love myself. I still felt unworthy. Um, and a lot of times we don't, we don't even see that. We don't know that. So, um, then I kind of made a pivot to 
to really work on myself, do one thing better to do um, self-development, um, therapy, um, counselors, coaches, just a lot of personal development and just really, um, you know, um, it was really important me to, for me to have a relationship with God and have a relationship with Jesus. And that was like really one of the things that really, you know, also played a factor in this. Um, you know, so I got out of that, that relationship. I worked on myself and now I'm, you know, I have a fabulous relationship with myself and with others. Um, I, um, you know, I got married. I have a, a wonderful husband. My kids and I have a great relationship and everything was really, really good, you know. Um, but then something was just tugging at my heart to, you know, to help other people with this. And I made a declaration that I, you know, I kind of wanted to write a book. And when you make a declaration and put something out there, you know, you have to be careful because what you know, what you get back. So, um, all of a sudden God started providing all of these resources for me, making it very clear that this is the, the path I needed to go down. I needed to help women, um, understand what, um, abuse is. Um, and instead of taking all of these years to figure that out for myself, I could help women, you know, do that within months. Right. Um, and so that, that was my, my passion for my book. Um, you know, I was writing it last year in 2020 um, and COVID hit. And then all of a sudden the numbers um, that I was hearing of the domestic violence hotline and domestic violence calls were tripling and doubling. And I knew like this was something that I really needed to get out there and get that message out there that you don't need to be isolated and alone with someone who's hurting you and you have choices. And here are the choices that you have and here's the choices that you can make. And when you make these choices, um, you can live. You don't have to be isolated. You don't have to feel alone. You don't have to be feel unworthy. Um, you can live the independent life that you were created for. Um, and so the more, the more I spoke up about this, the more vulnerable I got with my story. It gave other women permission to, to talk about their stories, to reach out, to really start talking about the hard things. Um, and so that just gave me even more passion to, to move forward with the book and get it out. Um, and, you know, just, it just every time I would, um, you know, feel like I don't want to get up in the morning or this book isn't for me, why am I doing this? Um, putting in the work towards the book, um, you know, God would show me the women that are waiting and he would like fit, literally show me them. They would reach out to me and say, you know, I am in an unhealthy relationship. I would look on their profile and see their little babies and see their eyes and just know like, I can't, I can't stop. I, you know, I can't go back and change the things for my kids and for my, the way they grew up. Um, even because as moms, we have a lot of guilt and shame for, you know, um, having our kids be in unhealthy relationships. I wasn't strong enough to, to leave that relationship. And so I was, I would carry that guilt and shame around. And now, um, you know, I can't go back and change that. But what I can do is I can help other women understand that they have choices. Here's the choices they can make and the impact that it's going to have on their children if they don't make those choices. I think that's great because it's true. A lot of us just don't know, um, 
And like me, you know, growing up, there's so much that I didn't learn about being in a healthy relationship. You know, I wish that my father could have been a better role model to show me the way a man should treat a woman, but I just simply did not have that. So to have somebody like you to be able to come and share with everybody, um, to give us an example of what that looks like, and your book is chock full of that information. So I love that. So I would like to ask you, what are three tips that you can share to help others realize that they may be in an unhealthy relationship? Yeah, and I guess I'd just like to start with like the first thing I would ask, you know, someone is, is are, you, are you safe, right? And the first thing is like, are you safe? If, if you're not safe, you need to get out and you need to, um, you know, find a place where you're safe. Um, if you're in immediate danger, you know, call 911 um, or the domestic violence hotline. But I think, you know, with, um, and I always like to start with that, but like, I think with, um, with abuse, you know, we know, we know very clearly what physical abuse is and sexual abuse, um, what with emotional abuse and psychological abuse, um, it's a little bit harder to identify and it comes on slowly. Right. So like isolation is one of the first things that happen. Um, so that is, that is something that's really important. Um, you know, I'd like to just tell anyone that, if, if you know if you're in a relationship and 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 you're questioning if someone loves you or not if if they love you they are never going to isolate you from friends or family they're never going to put down you know that those friendships they are going to want you to have healthy relationships with with friends and do girls weekends and and lunches and and coffee dates and stuff like that and i think that's the first thing that abusers do is they just start to isolate and and start convincing you actually of of how these people are bad right because they don't want you to have those relationships so isolation control and manipulation a gaslighting is a big thing that i didn't know about so gaslighting is so important because it's the reason why one of the reasons why um, women don't even know they're in unhealthy relationships because the gaslighting is turning things around on the victim, making them feel like they're the problem, um, making them feel like literally that they're crazy, that they're going crazy, saying that they they didn't say things that they 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 clearly said, you know, lying and then saying you know that they didn't lie about it, and so that piece kind of turns it around on on you to make you believe like, gosh, I just need to make them happier. This is my fault. Why can't I be better? Um, and so that, that, you know, is huge. Um, you know, there's so many more I have on my website, 10 signs that you may be in an unhealthy relationship. Um, but that, you know, things like the silent treatment in any relationship, the silent treatment is not healthy. You're holding, you're holding something over that person's head. They don't know when you're going to talk to them again, you know? Um, walking on eggshells. If you ever feel like you're in a relationship where you constantly have to walk on eggshells, that again means that someone is inferior to you. You don't know how they're going to react. You don't know from day, you know, day to day, but just ultimately that gut feeling of respect and love. You know, I knew that something was wrong. Um, it was just hard for me to put uh, sometimes to put, you know, my finger on that. It was actually abuse. Yeah. And something that you mentioned, the very first point that you mentioned was about um, whether you're safe or not. And I kind of just wanted to point something out because even though you mentioned, we know what abuse is, we know what sexual abuse is. I think sometimes what happens is that we can get a little too comfortable with our surroundings because we don't know any different. So to us, some of that stuff might seem normal. So I just want everybody to know if you are being 
spoken to negatively, um, that is a form of abuse. If you, you know, not, not just, I mean, on a regular basis, like to the point where you're constantly feeling bad about yourself, that is not normal. Um, a slap, um, is not normal. If you're constantly being slapped or flicked or even something like that, that is not okay. That is also abuse. I just, it was just really important for me to point that out because I feel like I, I was like that. I feel like I might've grown up thinking that these things were normal because it was happening all around. It's what I saw. I saw no different. So I started thinking, well, this must be normal. Sure. Those people over there have a happy life, but that seemed unreachable to me. And so I love what you're doing, sharing this message, because you're living proof that you can rise above this. And no matter how dark your past is or whatever type of toxic relationship that you're in, you do have the power to get out. So I, I love this. So th these are those are great tips. Um, this is a, a really good question that I want because I'm concerned, just I'm sure you are just as concerned about those people that might currently be in an unhealthy relationship. So to them, what would you say to those people that are currently in an unhealthy relationship and they are afraid to leave their current situation? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, you know, um, I think that that being safe is the number one priority, right? And so I think that, you know, again, are you safe? If you're not safe, you need to do whatever it takes to be safe, even for today, just for one day to be safe, do what you have to do to be safe and keep your kids safe. The domestic violence hotline is something that I didn't, I didn't realize what that would have been a good resource for me. It is, you know, it's, it's available 24 seven. It's confidential. You can call and ask any questions, you know, what is domestic violence? How, what are effects on uh, verbal view, abuse on yourself or on kids? Like, and you can call as many times as you want and um, they can provide you with resources like local resources in your area um, and, and just ideas for your safety. Like the safety piece is the biggest thing because when we're talking about control, um, you know, a lot of times we're talking about a narcissist and, and they've had control for a long period of time. And it's when things get dangerous is when when things could get dangerous and which is I think which scares a lot of women is that um, they're going to they lose that control when you leave. So it's so important to um, to have a plan and to have that plan to talk to someone. Um, many of us are going through this. We're not talking to anyone. I didn't tell my family that I was leaving until I had already signed a lease. It was, I mean, it was incredible the, uh, how I didn't tell anyone until I was actually, actually leaving. Um, and so, you know, if I'm that person, you know, talk to me, or if I'm not talk to anyone, just really start talking to, to someone that you feel safe, but creating a safety plan. I have a, a section in my book about that. I mean, um, just don't, you know, if you don't think that, you know, someone wouldn't hurt you physically or, or even, you know, be a threat to you, um, don't put, you know, don't put that, you have to, that has to be an option. So mm -hmm. to have a safety plan in place, um, and you know what I would do, I would, if, if I, when I'm working with women is, you know, just understanding where is the abuse in their story? Where is the abuse? What does that look like? And actually calling it what it is, right? Not sugarcoating it and, you know, waffling like this is abuse. You have choices and these are the choices that you have. Um, and then upsetting boundaries. Setting boundaries is probably one of the most important things to do always, right? It's always healthy to set boundaries in any relationship, in a, in, in a child, in a parenting relationship, in a, a 
workplace, right? You have those boundaries, but it's so important when you're in um, an, an abusive relationship and you're thinking about leaving or you're, you're going to make that step to set those boundaries because you have not set those boundaries in the past. And that's kind of how you've gotten to the point where you're at is that they don't believe, you know, that you're going to leave. And so setting the boundaries or nothing's going to change really when you do leave, if you don't have those boundaries, stick to them. Um, and then just, you know, making sure that you're safe. So many women say, I can never call 911 because, and they have all of these excuses. And again, I was there. Um, I did the same thing. And, you know, and it is, you have to recognize it's an excuse. And it's a very poor excuse. Like, you need to protect yourself and your kids. And, um, you know, just, just being safe. There is an app called the Aspire app. And it is an app that looks like a news app on your phone. But when you download it, um, you, you can add um, emergency contacts. And so it's something that if you can't, um, if you're in a situation where you're not, you can't physically call 911, if you're in a confrontation or whatever with this person, you can double click on this app and it will send a message to your emergency contacts. And then, you know, making sure that a lot of people have um, you know, your these people have your location. And I, I'm not saying this to scare anyone because I know that, that that's the scary part is, is the leaving and what could happen. You have to think of how your life could be once you leave. You, you were created, you were created to not feel unworthy. You were created to be independent and live that independent life, healthy life, to be the role model that you want to be for your kids, to feel peace and to feel love. Um, and, and so that, that's on the other side of this, um, this thing that you, you may have, you might think that is really scary. Yeah, <clears throat> that's all good stuff. I love it. Um, and it's true. A lot of, I think I've been that way too. You know, you're afraid to leave. Why? Because you're just so scared of the unknown. Um, a big one is money. I don't have any money. What would you say to them? Those people that are saying, well, I can't leave. I have no money. Again, I mean, and I don't mean to say this disrespectfully because I think back when I was in this situation, if someone said this to me, I'd be like, no, you don't get it. Right. But really, truly money and anything is an excuse, right? It's an excuse if you have to leave and you have to keep, get your kids and sleep in your car or or figure that out. I know I had to, to cash in some 401k. I had to um, really um, talk to uh, the the landlords and, you know, I did, I wasn't qualifying for any, you know, additional housing or anything like that because I already had a full household and we were already in debt. Um, but just really finding people in your life that you could borrow money from, that you could maybe start saving money um, somehow um, in advance to this so that you can figure out that plan. But, you know, just don't feel like you can't sleep on someone's couch, that you can't, you know, ask for help from family members, because I think that that it's it's that that's the hard piece is that you've kind of isolated yourself from friends and family, and you mm -hmm. somehow need to get those people that you trust that um, can help you and get creative with ways. There's the women's shelter, of course. If you're being, you know, physically abused and you're in danger, the women's shelter is a place that you can go to, and even for a night or two nights, just to figure out. Um, what you can do after that, where they have programs that they can help you. Um, so I would just say like, you know, anything that you're telling yourself why you can't stay, just think of it as 
as an excuse and just really truly think about your safety. And if you do have kids, that that's the most important thing. Like you are responsible for your kids and their safety and providing them a healthy um, environment is part of that. And so, um, you know, I realized that every day that I didn't walk out the door, that is on me. That's on me. And that wasn't on that that's this person. I could sit and blame that person. At one point I was a victim, but once I, I understood that this isn't right, then that's, that's, a, that's on me. Mm-hmm. That's that personal responsibility. It's on you. And even though I know fathers, you know, should have that responsibility as well as a mother, we, I feel are equipped with this amazing innate motherly instinct and power to be able to rise above anything. When it comes to your children, you you will rise above and do anything. That's when the mama bear comes out, right? (laughs) Okay. So as we come to the end of our show, could you please share a profound statement, quote, or mantra, or even a prayer that you live by that has helped you heal that would inspire our listeners and viewers today? Yeah, I have so many favorite quotes. Um, I mean, I have Brene Brown's quotes all over the place. They're very um, powerful to me. But I think um, as far as healing, when I left that relationship and I felt that I wasn't strong, that I couldn't move forward, I didn't believe in myself. You know, my mom had bought me a sign and it had a Bible verse on it. And it's Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you you uh, need only to be still. And I had that above my bed and every single night I would read that because I didn't have the fight in me. I didn't have it. I didn't, I wasn't strong enough, but knowing that God was strong enough to, to do that for me, that I could always count on him, just be still, be patient. Um, and, and he's going to provide for me and keep me safe. That, that was really powerful for me. I every, We've moved three times since then. I have, have it in my bedroom. I look at it every morning. Um, and so that's something that's that's helped me. In addition to worship music, worship music is so powerful in healing. Um, when you can talk about you know feeling unworthy and you can talk about fear and being scared. And so much of that is... Um, you know, is, is, um, you can overcome that by, by worship music, whether you're Christian or not, it's just the lyrics just really, really pertain to, to people who are in, you know, kind of tough times. Can you just repeat it one more time? Cause I was in love. All I saw were hearts. I love it. I want that. I want to put it over my bed. <laughs> yeah. So it's Exodus fourteen fourteen, and it's the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Oh my gosh, I love that so much, especially from coming from me, who is a non-believer for so long because it just didn't make sense how God could allow all this stuff to happen to me. Oh, I don't think that way anymore. I see so much more clearly. So I agree with you with going to God, leaning on God. I agree with you with listening to worship music, something I never used to do before, and I do it every single day now. And it just it lifts my spirits. And that was just so beautiful. So I recommend everybody put that over their beds. (laughs) (laughs) or a place where you see it the most. Mm -hmm. Um, Be sure to buy Jenny's book, uh, Choosing Healthy Relationships. Um, Give it to a friend or a loved one, a coworker. You never know who you could be saving from an unhealthy relationship. Um, And be sure to um, leave a review because that helps other readers learn the value and the powerful information that's within the book. 
Uh, you can follow Jenny on all social media platforms and visit her website at jennyviken.com. Uh, thank you, Jenny, so much for coming on the show. I will be seeing you on the threads. So you take care. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. Thank you, everyone, today for watching us live, for watching on replay. Um, and as always, please invite your friends and family to like, follow, and comment below with what resonated with you and what you'd like to see more of. In closing, I just want to tell you, remember to shower yourself today with the love you never received. I'm Tiffany Patlin, signing off until the next episode. Bye.